yeah. I feel like these are weird seats to sit on. I'm like, I don't mind. I don't, them, I don't know where I want to put my arms. It's like you're either like just above your head. You're either in the womb or you're like <laughs> <laughs> in the womb. I'm in you're either womb. like enjoying the nice cuddle from the lounge or you're like. It's like, a, stance, it's like, like a meditation thing or something. It's like yeah, it's like one of those pods that people sleep in. Like, oh yeah, yeah. In Japan, oh, I was thinking UAW had a couple of those. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Really? Back in the day. Such an advanced university. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Chip Lunch Podcast, and it is wonderful to be here with you again. <laughs> wow, Braden, it's this is very sultry. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Brayden, and it's wonderful to be here with you too. <laughs> sure, everyone's loving that in their ear holes. <laughs> Calling it ear holes just makes it way worse. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. I've Welcome just back. back from yes, you've week been of up. annual just, leave. Yeah, how was, was that? It was very lovely. It was good. It was the first time I've been away since we do you count week away as a holiday i guess so it's the first time i've been away since week away i think we said we all go away on holiday together yes, a week away. yes. Yep. so other than that it was the first time i've been away since last february so it was really it was good i went away with my family and just hung out for a week and back and oh nice. well, sorry my so me and beck and my extended family yeah so which was really lovely fun to hang out with everyone and i don't know just go to the beach and hang out and where did you go uh Jiroa. Mm. So yeah easy drive Yes, it's, always good. it's also a great spot. South Coast, you know, I think I've said this before as I drop my phone onto the floor. Your phone. Uh, South Coast is, it's got to be one of the premier holiday spots, I think. It's oh, close I think to get it's to. just one of my favourite places in the world. But I think it's also where we always went on holidays as a family. Yes. So, like, we had a caravan at uh, Kyola Beach for a long time, which is just past Aladola, uh, between okay. Aladola and Batemans Bay, which was like where we would go on holidays growing up yep. like my whole childhood so yeah i very much enjoyed the like waking up and being like what are we going to do today well, well we'll go to the beach let's and then walk we'll, down to the beach yeah <laughs> when we'll figure out what we're going to do well, <laughs> yeah. we might have lunch and then we have maybe a, we'll go back to the beach have some bread rolls <laughs> yeah. and then what are we doing for dinner oh, i don't know, make a pizza or something it yeah be like that yep. yeah and i think as when you're a kid as well like those kind of places it's very much like it's con- contained enough that it that, that your parents are just like go and have fun like we'll see you at dinner like you know what i mean and so that's kind of what we would do like and there's not lots of traffic or anything no nah, like there's that. no traffic or anything you're just like running around i don't know like building bush forts or like <laughs> i thought you were like, gonna say bush fires. Oh, we'll like go for a ride down here or we'll yeah. start a soccer game at the oval over here or whatever like yeah it was really good mm. and that's like where i learned to ride a bike and all that kind of stuff mm. like, Good memories in the South Coast. Very nice. Uh, I also went to Bali. Ah, yes. How was, was Bali? It was very good. Yeah? Yep. I didn't really do much. <laughs> I was lucky enough and blessed enough that my dad paid for this. Um, so I didn't pay for anything for the trip, just to make that clear. Uh, or we didn't, I should say. My wife and I didn't pay for anything. But uh, it was uh, like a compound. <laughs> That's what we called it. Like, we called it like the compound because I hadn't... We had like separate villas, like wow. one for Karen and I and the family. And then my dad and his wife had one. Mm. And then my... Were they all like facing each other or something? No, they were like... Oh, okay. Quite a fair distance from each other too. Wow, okay. <laughs> so it was very large. And then we all like <laughs> congregated around the pool. Yeah. It's like this separate dining room. Oh, wow. They like cooked all the meals. 
crazy. That's what we were, Cameron and I were reflecting. It was just like, we didn't have to do any cleaning up. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's pretty good to have eight days and not having to do that. So. Yeah. Uh, it was hot, <laughs> unsurprisingly, in Bali. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about when you're in Bali is like the thing of, you know those people people that just move there? Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to figure out, like, what do you do? Like, I know I go on a holiday and I'm there for eight days or two weeks or whatever. But then it's like, you're going to stay there for a lot of your time. I suppose it's like any other country overseas from Australia. But it's like, what do you do? Like, where do you go to live? How do you figure out where to live <laughs> and stuff? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I did some research on YouTube trying to find, you know, there's like influencers that go over there. Oh, but I figure yeah. out what they're doing is because the cost of living is so cheap in Bali that they have more time to create content. Oh. Stuff. So, so like you're living, like if you're doing that Australia, your time to create all the content would be more limited because you'd have to be earning more money to oh, be able to okay, pay yeah. this, the, the cost of living in Australia. Whereas if you're in Bali, like... For example, a bucket of bingtangs was $12 or something. <laughs> so the cost of living is so much lower, like your rent would be lower. Yeah. So you don't have to earn as much money so you can spend more time. Yeah. So Soul Revival Bali coming soon. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. That would be pretty weird. I don't know. I don't think I could live in, I don't think I would enjoy living in Bali all the time. It's pretty crazy getting around. Mm. But I didn't get a scooter. I would like to get on the motorized scooter. and. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Cool. Have an accident. Well, that's the thing, isn't <laughs> it? You always hear about Australians who have no idea what they're doing and then crashing. What was that show that was on Channel 7? It was like all these people in Bali mishaps? No idea. Oh, it, was, it, was a few, it was a few years ago, but it was okay. like this show. It was like people would just have mishaps. Funniest home videos. <laughs> <laughs> Bali edition. Bali edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's, uh, what's the, what does 2024 hold for you, Brayden? Ah, that is a good question. Uh, I'm... F- Polishing off my last couple of subjects at college, mm. the last little bit, which is good. I'm excited to be uh, more part-time, I guess, in my study, which I'm excited <laughs> for. <laughs> so less study. Less study. Um, and But it also, it's going to be nice to actually uh, be able to concentrate on the subjects that I'm doing rather than it just being like one big blur. But it is crazy. Like, it's crazy with ministry how fast time goes by, like, I don't know, there's such a build-up to Christmas and then you get Christmas done and now we're getting things revved up again for the year in February and January was a bit of a blur yeah. as well and then all of a sudden you're like looking like Easter's just over there. So I don't know, things kind of move pretty quickly in terms of the year. But yeah, at the moment it'll just be a little bit less study, which is good. Um, what subjects have you got left? I've got some Greek subjects and I've got a New Testament subject that we have to do next year. Oh, and it has to be next year? Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Yes. You are spreading it out. Would I be yes. right in saying that Greek is your least favourite subject though? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it just because it's so hard to learn? Uh, I think it is uh, yes and I think it's also just the type of subject I didn't enjoy in school generally. So Language it's like languages. it's like a mixture of English, like in terms of the theory that you did it in English, with a language, right? And I hated languages in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And I wasn't the biggest fan of English. I think English is one of those subjects that a hundred percent depends on what teacher you have. Yeah. Okay. Like I think the that's teacher true. makes or breaks English. Mm. Um, 
which I had an up and down experience with in high school in terms of I had some really good English teachers. I had some really average ones. Mm -hmm. Just so I happen to have the average ones in year 11 and 12. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I had a, my modern history teacher was awesome. That was my favorite subject. Yeah. But she also taught English, but I didn't have her for English. I was like, I wish yeah. I had her for English yeah. too. That would have Yeah, I feel like, yeah, English is definitely one of those ones where if you have the teacher that's really engaged in what they're doing, then all of a sudden they start to pull it apart and do mm. interesting things. Whereas, Well, funny enough, I think that's a lot of things in life. Yeah, crazy. Not just, not just teaching, crazy right? concept. <laughs> yeah. I just remember, yeah, I was in an all-boys English class. And was it year 9 or 10? I think it was That's year 9 or 10. Maybe it was year 8 or 9. I don't remember. But, like, the teacher we had for that was, like, he was loving having the all-boys English class. He was, like, sick. We've got to do one Shakespeare. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do 12 Angry Men. We're going to, like, do – we're going to do a footy tipping comp for the whole class. <laughs> like, he was, like, loving it. Right. He loved teaching that class. And so yeah, that was okay. really good. Yeah, well. There you go. It's funny, I was just looking at Macy's episode recently because I was starting to do some clips for it and I was like, school is so long away. This year is 20 years since I finished school. I think it was 10 years this year or last year for me. Yeah. It's such an impactful time of your life but then you're just like, it's so long ago now for me. I and was it was like, only like, high school was only six years long. It felt yeah. like. It's 20 years. It did. It's wild. Yeah, that's right. All old farts sitting here. Oh, yeah. It's wow. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> yeah, doesn't you bring my cane? <laughs> Back in my day. So the reason that we, you and I are just doing a podcast yep. is that we've decided that we're going to do your chip lunch episode Yay. today. It's got yeah. nothing to do with not getting any guests. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing if you'd at like all. to come on the chip lunch podcast, feel free to reach out to Joel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. Like, I think we've talked, we briefly did you, me and Ethan in the first episode. Yeah, that was the first ever kind episode. of like, we're, we're swapping stories, I guess. Yep. And then Manda came on and did your one in That's her right. part two. Yep. In her surprise host role. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know why I coughed at that. <laughs> it's disgusting. No, not yeah. really. Um, yeah, that's right. We haven't done Ethan's. No, well, Ethan or... We'll, we'll get there. I think it'll be fun to reflect with Ethan now that he's going to college and doing a big mm, he change might, up. That might be, be really on the fun. podcast a little bit less this year because yeah, yeah. he's starting college. Well, that was that's been my story for the last couple of years. Yeah, so that's right. You could tell when COVID was because I was here every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we begin? Are you? Shall we? Are you nervous? Are you no. 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 I was that's talking good. to Beck about this yesterday. It's weird. Um the you forget the cameras there pretty quickly and i think we have this experience with lots of guests who mm. are very nervous and then they kind of ease into it and you're kind of just having a conversation i don't know i get worried because i'm like what have i said in a hundred and whatever episodes <laughs> <laughs> what stories <laughs> have i told what have i not told I What's don't remember it? anymore. And people come up to me and start telling me about things that I don't remember. I That's said exactly what happens to me. They like <laughs> talk to me like I, they've had a conversation with me. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is happening? And it's because they've listened to the podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and like I've been listening to Joel bang on forever. Here we go. Now I'm going to give him a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really, it's really encouraging and cool to think about the way that people, there's people that have embraced um, this podcast and, Lots and shock absorber too, but I think, like, how many people have we have we had on in Chip Lunch? Like, what eighty or ninety? Like, I don't know how many episodes we've done with just 
the the OGs. Mm. Um, it's probably about that between yeah. eighty or ninety. I That's pretty crazy. Because mm. you count the people that have had repeat episodes, or yeah, when it's just, yeah, yeah, the original three. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be out there. It's pretty encouraging to think about the way that God's worked in so many. Like we're only getting a tiny, tiny little um, picture of it, but it's pretty cool to think about all the people's stories that we've heard and shared. And like, yeah, I think it's really encouraging. It's really encouraging. I think thing for our church to have out there. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I talk about it all the time. It is. It's just to see that. It actually is a really good picture for me of like exactly what you're saying of that God is at work all the time mm. and in people's lives, even if you don't speak to someone for three months yeah, and then you have them on the podcast. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, we've had people on that I've hardly spoken to, like Elliot, I'd yeah. hardly spoken to before yeah. he came on. Yeah. And he came on when I asked him the night before. <laughs> uh, but it was, it's actually a really great way to get to know people if you haven't met them. Yeah, absolutely. And it does really serve that purpose when other people are listening as well. They're like, oh, there's Elliot. I know all these things about his military background and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so let's let's do that with you, Brayden. Okay. First of all. First question. First question. How do you like to eat your hot chips? I think um, one of the things that Ethan and I haven't been shy about is our hot chip preference um, in terms of chicken salt. Mm-hmm. Like we are, um, I'd say, proud flag wavers of the chicken salt flag. <laughs> Have you got that one at home? Have I got the flag at home? Yeah. No, I don't. Unfortunately, not yet. Not yet. That would be really funny. <laughs> it's just like a big red flag with a, you know, a tub of chicken salt yeah. on it. Oh, I remember Daniel Darvell 3D printed Ethan and I some like key ring things to put chicken salt in so we could have it on our key rings. He did. Which was very cool. Mm. But yeah, I don't have a flag yet. But yeah, preference all the way, chicken salt, 100%. I mentioned on um, Louise's podcast, I think, my love of gravy as well. Yeah. But that's the side. I, I oh, only on the side. Well, I'm not like I'll get in there eventually, but I don't want it to become a sog fest. I think that's that's it. Yeah, that's pretty consistent with lots of people. It's like you want you want crunchy hot chips. Yeah, with pillowy in the middle. But you, yeah, <laughs> I feel like if you if you down the whole thing in sauce or in gravy or something right at the start, you're gonna have a great first couple of minutes. Yep. And then if if you've yeah, you just don't want it to turn into like soup. Well, that's one of the problems I have when people. So when you order it, yeah, they're like, "Do you want sauce?" And they put the sauce on for you, yeah. Whereas, like, no one on the side to dip. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, K- like my memory is K and M. I, I think lots of uh, people have mentioned K and M at at Gummy. A lot of people have. We would um, on the last day of school, my friendship group found it a very funny thing to do. Is no one like I don't know if people are like this at anymore or. <laughs> At most public schools, no one would go on the last day of school. Like, no mm. one, just no one would turn up. And so we always thought it was really funny that we would turn up. <laughs> like, oh, we would all turn up on the last day of school. <laughs> right. And, like, we might not last the whole day, but, like, we would rock up and, I don't know, play cricket in the quad or something. <laughs> like, not generally, just be – like, the teachers couldn't be bothered doing anything either. Mm. So normally we would just, like, all rock up and play some sport for a while or – watch a movie and then we would all leave and we would walk to Gaimir. We'd all get K&M chips and then we'd walk home because a lot of us lived in um, Gaimir Bay or Kurawi. And so that was like our end of term thing. Or end of term, we would do it at the end of every term, but we the big one was at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. 
So it was always good. That was always like a Friday Arvo or whatever the last day of term was. So that's my memory of hot chips. That's a good hot chip memory though. Yeah. 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 Hanging out with all the boys and going to get some hot chips at the end of school term. Chips with the lads. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, right. But yeah, K&M was the way. Um, also like Brecky Club, which was like... Uh, uh, I think we mentioned it. Did we mention it on a fees episode? Yep. Yeah. So that that that's another memory of hot chips for me, getting hot chips on a Sunday morning, which I'm like, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, why were they open that early on a Sunday morning, the, yeah. the chip shop? But yeah. I think we, we made the joke on fees podcast. It's like they were the leftovers from the day before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, we'll sell them now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we would get... Um, so I... I hung out a lot with um, Keegan Spring and we would normally do like sleepovers and stuff because my family didn't go to church. And so if I slept over at Keegan's, his family would go to church in the morning and we would go to Brecky Club on a Sunday morning. Yeah, cool. So yeah, we would go and get hot chips with Fee and Greaves and whoever was around and yeah, do a little Bible study, which was cool. That was probably, that was definitely the first time I'd ever done a Bible study. Oh. Um, so it was really fun. How old were you at that time? With Brecky Club? Uh, I don't know, high school. Yeah, okay. high school age, early high school, is my memory of it. Yeah, nice. yeah. So they're probably my two hot chip memories, both involving K and M at Gaimi. That was yeah. Do we know what K and M stands for? I have no idea. I have no idea. But yeah, they were good. They were like the thick cut, like kind of mm, steak steak chips. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, they call them. They were so good. Steak cut chips or something. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Got to cook them right though, otherwise they get floppy. Yes, yes, and that was what I think. They were always, like, really well-cooked. Crispy. Yeah, crispy, which was really good. And it was just, like, the local one that was close in Gaimi. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. How long does it take to walk from Kiriwee High School to K&M? Because uh, that seems like a fair distance. 20 minutes, probably. Oh, 20 minutes, that's fine. But, like, you, you're with your friends. You're yeah, you're throwing stuff, stuff at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it takes a little bit longer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got time to burn then. Yeah. Oh, but we would also, like, if we were going, that was like a bus stop. So if the buses, if we were leaving at the end of the day, you could get a bus that would go to Gaimia Station. Oh, that's a bit yeah. easier. Yeah. So we'd do that sometimes. Sometimes we would walk. But we'd always walk home. So... How yeah. long is a walk home then? Another 20? 20, 20, 25. Like my parents' house is down behind near um, Gaimia Bay Public School. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was a bit of a walk. But again, like when you've when it's a whole group of you and you're mucking around and being silly, then it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> you don't mind the walk. It's yeah, more it when you're by yourself and it's raining. Then it's yeah. A bit sad. Most <laughs> <laughs> well, of my walks home were by myself, I think. Because, well, I lived in Maranir. Yeah. And they would catch the train to go me. So yeah. then coming home, it's like hardly anyone's catching the train home that way. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So then I catch the train to Woolaware and then walk on my own. And yeah, when it yeah. when it rains. Yeah. And the worst is like I'd had like a little no, smaller umbrellas. Yeah. But then if it was like only a little bit windy, you just turned it inside <laughs> out. <laughs> like well, there's no point of this. And then yeah. just pack it away and just walk home in the rain. Yeah, I had I think I had five or six friends who all lived in like a three street radius in Gaimi Bay. So yeah. it was always like when we we would get a bus that would get us closer if we weren't like we weren't going to get hot chips every day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that like my memory is like yeah, us all being on the bus together and and yeah, and always being pretty close. Which I like that's something I really enjoyed about going to a public school and then going to the. 
the high the local high school as well is yeah we all kind of grew up in the same kind of areas same kind of streets doing doing our thing yeah, anyway i've like way wandered off from the chip question but not really because you mentioned like brekkie club and it was the first time you ever did a bible study yeah, for example yeah but yeah love hot chips they're awesome. <laughs> just, just only, I'm just going to come out on come out pro hot chips. Pro hot chips. <laughs> Who would have Full thought? Full disclosure. <laughs> Gravy is great. Chicken salt. But chicken salt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If I'm going to have sauce, it's going to be barbecue over tomato. Oof. But like that's yeah. me going OG options. There's no like aioli in that option. Oh it's like tomato God. or barbecue. I was wondering it's if you're going to, are you going to mix barbecue sauce with gravy? Nah, probably not. Ooh, okay. That would, that wouldn't be bad, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't like gravy and I don't like barbecue sauce. Yeah, I like gravy. Wow. Un-Australian. <laughs> I don't know about un-Australian <laughs> with gravy, <laughs> but I don't know. All right. Second question. Yeah. How did you, Brayden, become a Christian? How did I become a Christian? Can we just like, and it'd be super funny to like edit in the thousand different little pieces of things that we've put along the different episodes. Of what do you like, mean? I don't know. I feel like you can almost make it my episode out of other people's episodes. Oh, I've from just what like you said. <laughs> Surely you can get an AI to do that. that. Is a, yeah, I was going to say that is a very difficult editing job. <laughs> Come on, Joel. This <laughs> <laughs> is like big. It happened. <laughs> I'll just ask you. I'll just ask ChatGPT yours. Yeah, one of the other AI bots. Oh, ChatGPT can't do it. It's all text based, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to say confident yes. Yep. I've written many yep. college essays. <laughs> <laughs> I used it to reference, but I didn't use it to do anything else. But if you can teach it how to help you reference, it was very helpful. Well, that's pretty cool. But that, again, only became a thing in like the last six months. Yeah. Anyway. Back to, the, back that to is a different many years ago. Many years ago. Uh, so I grew up not in a Christian household. Um, I think the way that I have learnt to describe it, that seems to... <laughs> Um, work best is the the most everything I knew about religion or Christianity was from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's like my pi- well, that's what my picture was. Like I think in terms of like cultural touchstones, Christians were Ned Flanders. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Well, like, are just like yeah, <laughs> howdly doodly neighbor, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, that's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of my picture of Christianity. I think um, the 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 way it was projected in my family was with suspicion, mm. I guess, or like, yeah, just not, um, not very positively, but also just like ignored mainly. <laughs> um, <laughs> not you, just Christianity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, and the yeah, like I. I don't remember it ever really being a topic growing up. Like I was baptized because I think that was the thing you did, hmm. christened or whatever you would call it. And like, um, uh, like Anglican church? Ah, uh, no. I think I had to pull this. Uh, the only reason I know where it was is because I had to pull out uh, my stuff to get um, uh, confirmed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it was at Janali Uniting Church. Oh okay. But I again. No real rhyme or reason, I don't think. Um, But yeah, I think just because that was the thing you did and I don't know. Yeah, the weird thing is like I think a lot of people would would say like, oh, my grandparents were religious or anything. None of my grandparents were church-going or religious either. Like I literally had no kind of 
cultural touchstone in religion in terms of like I'm literally saying like yeah it was Ned Flanders like that was <laughs> what I thought of when I thought of Christians um we I remember going to like yeah like uh, funerals or things like that that was probably the only times I had been in a church or near a church um yeah or a christening or yeah like a friend's cousin's christening or something yep. um yeah so yeah just grew up not really knowing anything about uh christianity other than like yeah like Ned Flanders actually being Satan in, in, in Simpsons. Homer getting fed all the donuts in the world. And like <laughs> it's a funny show, The Simpsons. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, and so uh, I grew up going to Gaimi Bay Public School and uh, one of my good friends, uh, probably only in the later times of primary school, I don't know if we hung out that much in early uh, primary school, was uh, Keegan Spring, hmm. who... Which we've had Suzanne, um, who's Keegan's mum, yes. um, Suzanne Kuiper's on, um, who is amazing and has had, uh, who's been an amazing uh, role model in my life and an awesome person who I love dearly. Um, so that's Keegan's mum. Uh, Jared, I'm sure, has been mentioned. Haley, Riley. Um, so the Springs were a big part of me growing up, and so yeah, I was friends with Keegan. I think more at the latter ends of primary school though we had been to primary school all the way through together, um, though we really became massive, inseparable friends in year seven. So um, that was a Kiriwi High, and he was the one who invited me to youth group. Long way around. He invited me uh, to youth group in year seven, which was um, SALT mm. at Guymer Anglican. And to show you how little I knew about church they were like yeah Gomer Anglican I was like this church it's like no that's Gomer Community Church it's <laughs> like oh, okay um and I remember like so I remember being invited along but Keegan told me I think 6 30 or whatever whenever commitment started he didn't tell me when youth actually started <laughs> so commitments was well you would you would have been sitting in that circle Joel as a leader what was, was commitments at Gomer Anglican before youth group that's a good point. I was trying to try and think of the best way to describe it. It was more for the people that really wanted... It was a Bible study, basically. Yeah. And you wanted to... Those that wanted to be committed before coming to youth group and to set the... like The intention was to set the tone and the culture mm. of what youth group was going to be later on. Yeah. Anyway, so... It was... I actually remember, I think the first... I think the, fir the first night you came... It might have been one of the first of leading so so I'd already led year seven mm. so I was leading year eight at the time so you yeah. came in as a year seven yeah 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 and I think the first I could be wrong about this but the first night of that year I ran the study with Michael Gray mm. yeah I think that might have been it I don't know if it was the first one of the year but no it may not have been maybe, but yeah but I just remember um, I can't remember what we were studying it might have been might have been something to do something one of Paul's letters, and we talked about how. Uh, oh, what was it? what's the city these rights to? It's in Macedonia. Anyway, so I was talking a lot about Macedonia, mm. and I just thought like let's set some context about where it is, and so I said it's like if you know where Italy is, like it's on the other side of Italy, basically like similar yeah. that, that kind of area, and I know that Keegan said to Jared, his older brother, because I'd led with Jared, yeah, and he said. 
is Joel Macedonian. (laughs) 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 Jared's like, no way. He's like, he seems to know a lot about Macedonia. (laughs) 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 So so that's a memory from one of your first nights of youth group, which is pretty funny. So I remember walking in, everyone was like sitting in a circle and quiet. And he's like, what is happening? It was, and that time was a very big circle. Yeah, it It was was a very big circle. It was in the... It's one of the, the kids' rooms, I oh, think. Oh, I remember it being in the main hall. Oh, okay. Because you had to pack up chairs. Yes. Afterwards. And so my main memory of that is actually after commitments is they were like stacking up chairs in the main hall of, in the main church. Yes. Um, and you and Gray were seeing how many chairs you could jump over. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so, Rev. Isn't that Rev? I don't, no, nah, I was, I remember being, I was in Seoul anyway. I don't remember. But like the... I was in. Yeah. Oh no, you're right because I ended up getting the almost the worst end of it in terms of our year of packing up chairs because originally salt, yeah, at the time salt was in the church, uh, and Rev was off-site somewhere yeah. else down at the Grace Point Community Hall, mm. and then things kind of changed around. So then, as we as I got older and moved up to leading Rev. Rev was in the church as well. Yeah. So, so we spent so long having to unpack and pack up chairs. Yeah. So my memory is like you guys stacking like well, two chairs, like trying to jump over it and then three yeah. chairs trying to jump over it. And I got I pretty like, high. Yeah, this is more my vibe. I think I did like six chairs or something like that. Yeah, like it was well, reasonably high. It was 10. To, you can, no one else was there. So you can 12 chairs, 13 chairs. There were other people there. Then I think another one we started, I don't know if it was the same night, but we started trying to do length as well, not just height. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. 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 I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I, Gray was one of my leaders. Mm. Again, love Gray very much. But I think, yeah, he's definitely one of those, that, one of those people that can turn anything into a very fun competitive game. <laughs> well, he's a very good in, uh, youth good, group leader in yeah, that sense. Yeah, he's a good improviser yeah, in oh, so 100%, many different ways. Probably the best improviser I know. <laughs> he's so good. And I don't know if, you, if you've ever met Michael Gray. He's the best amateur chef I've ever met, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. And he that's because he's like really good at improvising, coming yeah. up with... He's like, oh, just like throwing this together and you eat it. And it's like, this is delicious. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, it's all held in the cupboard. And yeah, I look at the cupboard and it's full of all this stuff. <laughs> but yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I... Um, Good leader to have. Yes, yes. So yeah, I remember just rocking in and being like, what the heck? And then, <laughs> um, yeah, jumping over some chairs. I think it was spin to win, but I don't actually... Maybe I've constructed that memory. I don't actually remember what the first night was. I think spin to win was the, f- the one of the first nights at Rev. Yeah. Um, sadly, we broke a girl's ankle. <laughs> well, have fun with that. Yeah. Memory. I don't think I was there for that. If you listen to this podcast, I don't even remember your name. I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it, but I felt so bad. Yeah. That it happened oh, to her. Totally. Um, yeah. So I remember just having a great time. I think the thing that struck me was having a whole bunch of people who were just like super interested and keen to get to know me. Um, which was really, really great. And like, yeah, having some older leaders who were just like super invested in us and yeah. keen, ha- just stoked we were there, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like again, some super solid, awesome uh, people around. Like I still hang out with a lot of the people, like a, a few of them, like I still see Grey a bit, like um, Napa was another one of my leaders. Like there's lots of, 
Justin Vincent, mm. um, Dane Carroll, I think was the other one. Yep. But yeah, like so they're really solid group of dudes that were all really great and keen to get to know us. And I think we also ha- and we had the year above us because you kind of went in two year pairs. Yeah. Um, the year above us was Joel, led by Joel, Jared, Ruben, and Greaves, and to begin Greaves with. to begin with. Mm. And so, like, we had quite a cool culture there but then the year below us as well was riley spring and jimmy ellicamp and yeah all these people um um who are absolute legends and so still <laughs> like around and still see all the time which is i think really cool and it's something we talk about a lot at soul revival in terms of long-term low-key um yeah not necessarily people that i chat to every week or chatted to every week when i was 13 but people that are still around and involved in my life which is really really cool um but yeah, I just remember being like, "Oh, this is really, um, this is really welcoming." Like, yeah, I think that's the thing that struck me, and as well as like having fun with your friends and um, having a great time. And I think, yeah, Keegs ended up being quite a great evangelist for bringing his friends along. So I think pretty quickly there was quite a large group of my uh, year. In, at Kirawee High was going along to Salt. Yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool. So it kind of became this big, like, event in terms of, like, a hangout. So, like, yeah, you'd, you'd get the youth program and you'd be trying to figure out what you were doing in the next couple of weeks. And, like, you'd – I remember we were all into, like, dressing up and stuff. So, like, we like in terms of, like, we would commit to a night. Like, and so that was always really fun, like – planning things ahead and being really excited about things that were coming up. Um, yeah, and I just remember really enjoying the community aspect of it for a long time, even before I considered any of the spiritual aspects of Christianity. I was just enjoying the community for quite a while, hmm. um, hanging out with the leaders, having a great time. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, just so many good memories of uh, having fun and, uh, running around and just being nuisances as well, like yeah, it was really really cool. So, was there a moment in that kind of youth group time that you like? Oh no, it's time to be a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I um, I remember it being a band night. So we had we would do a thing called ecclesia, which was just a band night, basically. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to think of a better way. All of the youth groups, like both yeah, Salt and so Rev yes, and the true. senior high, would get together. All get in together, one. and yeah. we'd all have a big dance and sing and yeah. have a great time. <laughs> I remember uh, Stu would give, well, he would give the talk sometimes at um, at an ecclesia, and he gave a talk about like how I don't even remember what the verse was, but I just remember like the thing he was talking about was like you can't be on the fence with God, right? Like you're either in or you're out. Like there's no sitting on the fence trying to figure it out. And I just remember that struck me because that's what I was doing. For the I remember like I was like I've really been sitting on the fence, mm. just kind of like enjoying the the community that comes out of the of Jesus instead of like actually thinking about um, instead of like actually thinking about why that is or I was just kind of using it. I remember going home that night and thinking more about that and being like, no, actually, I think I want to be on God's team. Hmm. And so, I, yeah, I remember praying that night, um, becoming a Christian. What year were you in then? I don't remember. I was either in year seven or year eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sick. I think probably year eight. 
um, the more I think about it. But I don't remember, I didn't make a big fuss out of it. I remember like they was like, they would do like, oh, if you want to come up the back and pray and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't do that. Mm. I think, yeah, I don't know why. I just, yeah. I think so. sometimes with those things, you're like, I don't want to see other people to see it. Yeah, I just remember thinking it was a th- more of a personal thing yeah. and I didn't really want a fuss about it. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, so that was in, I don't remember, year seven or year eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. So yeah. it was really cool. I, yeah, a massive appreciation to, um, yeah, the, the people who led that youth group and loved us for a long time. V Greaves, our leaders. Yeah. yeah it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, one thing you haven't mentioned is that you're a twin. Yes, I am a twin. <coughs> For those of us that aren't twins, <laughs> yeah. like me, what's that like? I don't know. What's it like to not have a twin? <laughs> it's normally my usual response to it. Yeah, I know that, but um, it's kind of also like you... I think it's a bit different because you're also an individual as yes. well. Yes, yeah. Um, so I, I'm a real twin. I'm not one of those pretend fraternal twins um i'm an identical twin (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's something i just say to daniel (laughs) like i don't know like um so yeah me and my brother are identical twins i was born 20 minutes 22 minutes after him um Hmm. on the 25th of august 1995 what a day what a day what a day um so (laughs) yeah i don't know mark it down in your diaries guys sorry i think we just grew up as a team like we were always a pretty, we always got along. We were always a team. I think there's there's people who, like, um, reject that idea and try and become like pretty stark individuals. I think maybe we did that more in high school. Like we had different friendship circles by then, um, which ended up kind of merging at the end of <laughs> high school. Right. Um, but yeah, I think we were pretty happy to be a team to get up to our own mischief and hang out with each other. Like the way my mum describes it, it was like, cool, nap time is like trying to put two kids at a sleepover down to nap. Mm, like yeah. that's what <laughs> her experience was. So we were pretty um, happy to, um, yeah, just run around and do our own thing. Man, it'd be so, I feel have like fun. It'd be so hard to parent. Yeah, twins. yeah. I don't, know if, I don't know if girls would have been different, but mm, yeah, as mm. two boys who were pretty... Rambunctious. I like that word, rambunctious. (laughs) And yeah, I think I've enjoyed, like, enjoy, I've enjoyed it. Like, again, I won't say what library he works at, but he works at a library. So if you see me at the library, it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many people come up to me, um, especially from church, because now that our social circles, it it used to happen a bit at uni. Like, once those social circles kind of split, I think, yeah, it started happening a lot more of like, I work. I waved at you and you didn't wave back. So like <laughs> I came up to you and said hi. I remember being at Wollongong Uni and like this lecturer runs up to you. He's like, "Oh, hey, Jarrett, you cut." Because Jarrett had quite long hair at the time. He's like, "Oh, hey, Jarrett, you cut your hair." And I was like, "Yep." And I just kept walking because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like after a while you don't want to have that. You just I feel bad embarrassing people and then you have to have a longer conversation. And so like I would find it I. I still laugh when I think about like maybe a uni lecturer, teacher, and shoot looking at Jared and just being like, the hair's back. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a bit more beardy now than he is. Yeah, a little bit. A 
little bit. But uh, I I remember that I couldn't tell you apart at um at youth. I yeah. can now. Yeah, but yeah. Like when when we're together, it's pretty easy to tell us apart. I think the people when you've spent a bit of time with us together, it's yeah. Again, it becomes pretty easy. But like I don't know, like when you see us every so often or once a week, I think. That can be quite hard. Yeah, the, that was probably was. I have relatives who still get us mixed up, or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just what it is. Yeah. I think <laughs> just like impersonate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've um, been doing this. Oh, we will doing scientific. If we can't be, it, that's the thing. I think the thing that hasn't helped it in the long run is if, if, if socially we can't be bothered dealing with it, then we're just gonna pretend to be the other person for a while. It's just that's like oh, whatever. Funny. Like I can't be bothered having this conversation. I'll just like smile and nod for a bit. I think he. I think we've gotten better at. Like, we'll correct people now, but for a while, it was just like, oh, whatever. Like, no need to embarrass them. <laughs> you guys just, like, swap partners <laughs> or something. It's like, hello. Uh, I think, yeah. Again, if you spend a bit of time with us together, I think it's pretty easy to tell us apart. But, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. Hmm. Well, thank you for that twin education. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, we pretty... We never really dressed the same or anything. We never swapped clothes or anything like that. So it was. It became easier to tell us apart mm. when we're not wearing the same school uniform. Oh, yeah, surely you got your school uniforms mixed up. I don't think so. I don't remember enough about the clothes oh, washing your economy. Mu- surely, of like, your mum or dad is just, like, we have... I think they I had know, initials like on them or whatever. Yeah, or, like, yeah, oh, we've got remember. 10 shirts, so... I actually don't remember. You're probably going to be the same size though, aren't you? I doubt mum would make us wear the same clothes. She was always pretty good at like, she didn't like turn us into little mini me's or anything. Oh, right. We were well, always wearing different colours and stuff. We were never like, yeah. she didn't do the like crazy, I'm going to make you match. Well, I just meant All three of us are going to match. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, just <laughs> mean, yeah if, I just meant if you have a school uniform, let's say you have five shirts. Yeah. And then Jared has five shirts. Yeah. It like, as long as you got five shirts, like that's, yeah, that's yeah, how I that's feel. Like I can't be. remember. We'll have to get your mum on and ask. <laughs> I can ring mum. She'd probably be driving back from down the coast. I'm not going to. Oh, you said you could. I'm not putting her on a podcast. She, oh, wouldn't, oh, she yeah. wouldn't love that. You mentioning your family though, just one question you said that like pretty much like no interest in any kind of religion. Mm. And you said that they were a bit suspicious of it. What do you think that... Why do you think that was suspicious? I don't know. I think that was passed down from my grandparents and I don't uh, actually know why they just were like that. Yeah. But sadly, it seems like sometimes with that, it's like they've been burnt somehow by yeah, church yeah. Or, so, or something. Probably, but it was never something, something like that. that got shared yeah. with me. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, no, it makes sense. It's just, I, I feel that it's just sad to know that it may be the case. Yeah. That's all. I yeah. Like I know, I've known other people like that. Who have grown up in a non-Christian family because something happened with their family in mm. regards to the church. And yeah, but as far as I know, they were never religious either. So I only have mm. had one grandparent on either side. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. They both lost their my other biological grandparents quite like early in life, and really? so I don't know. Yeah, right. Don't know what that stemmed from. Yeah, different time back then. Yes, yes. So. If you so you become a Christian probably year eight yeah around that time. The question that I always like to ask is, what do you think changed from hopping off the fence? Mm, that's a good question. I think I went backwards and forwards in high school. Yeah, I think I was very um, dependent what situation I was in. Does that make sense? Like I think I was pretty. Um, 
concerned about what people thought about me. So I think that that played a big part. There's a lot of us are in high school. Yeah, I think that's the story of high school for a lot of people, isn't it? Like, um, so I think it just depended. I went through a big swap of like not swearing. I think the cool thing about our friendship group was even though a lot of them haven't ended up at church, back at church yet, is that we had a pretty good culture within ourselves of like, yeah, just keep being accountable and loving each other. But I think we were all on our own kind of different journeys um, over the course of high school where some people would be up or down or better or worse or trying to figure things out. Um, but I think we we do have a pretty good – we had a pretty solid friendship group that I still hang out with and get to see, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they – I think what changed for me was just having that accountability and direction in that kind of – spiritual aspect of my life which i don't think i had before which i took seriously and not seriously depending on different times of high school mm. i think it's pretty easy when you're in high school to get caught up in whatever's going on because that's your whole world and um and yeah like we we just had an interesting time of growing up i think where i started school and we didn't have i started kindy we didn't have a home computer and by the time i hit year 12 we had iphones yeah, right. and so like i think we went from dial up to like, yeah, again, everyone being able to text each other and having your phone in your pencil case in year 11 and year 12, like texting people in your class, <laughs> like just like talking constantly. And so I think technology probably played a little bit, like just shaped our friendships a little bit because we were kind of one of the first generations that it was like, once you go home, like you, you're... It changed from like once you go home, if you want to talk to your school friends, you have to call their home phone to like we were talking 24-7. So I think that made our friendship group really close, but also like just depended on what was going on at the time. And yeah, I think it's really interesting looking back on it because I think, yeah, it has big positives and negatives. And I think, yeah, I think in 20 years time, they're going to be like, you gave them phones? How old were they? What yeah. the heck? Like, I, it's going to be a right. bit like that, I reckon. But um, I it was fun figuring right. it out. Yeah. Well, you seem like uh, they're banning um, phones in schools. Yeah. yeah well, I the think phones were banned weird. in schools when I was in school. It didn't stop anyone from doing it. Yeah. Well, I don't, when did I get a I'm trying to remember. I think I got a, my first mobile phone in year eight, something yeah. like that. But the thing is, we didn't have internet. Like no one had yeah. like three unlimited 3G or whatever. So it meant yeah. it was only unlimited text. I remember everyone was on Virgin because it was like Virgin to Virgin could free text and free call. Yep. And so everyone was just on the same phone company so that we could all text each other for free. But there was no like group messages even yet. Mm. So it was all just like texting and stuff. SMS. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <coughs> you're not using the internet to send the messages. Like yeah. yeah. So I think that was a big... Um, it was a big thing for our friendship group was just being able to communicate pretty constantly, mm -hmm. um, which was really cool and fun. I, I think a big thing technology-wise for me as well was iPod, like having an iPod. Yeah. And like having, like I think we just always had it in our pocket, even like the five seconds we were walking, we would walk from English to maths or whatever. You'd have the like wired headphones up, up through your shirt, shirt and yep. like tucked in there and you'd pull it out and put it in one headphone yep. and you'd like walk to class, whatever, and pull it out. Like you all, we were just constantly listening to music, mm. which was really cool. Well, let's go off that because music, it's like you're really passionate about music. 
amongst many of your roles here at Soul Revival, you're also the arts, the pastor responsible for the arts service team. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know that you love playing guitar. So, what's the what's the seed that started that? Is it just because of your group? Was it really into music? Because you guys, like, yeah. some of you made a band as well. Yeah, yeah, I was in lots of bands from school. Um, I think, like, my first, I, me and my brother were both obsessed with music. Uh, my first memory is, I don't know how old I was because we were moving. Mm. So I was three. Mm-hmm. So we were moving stuff, three or four, I think four, three or four. We were moving stuff from our old house, moving to a new house. Um and I was with my uncle and we were in their van and they had a van. So we were like using it to move a chest of drawers. And I know exactly which chest of drawers it is. It's so weird <laughs> being able to remember this, but not being able to remember important things. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the story of it's your the life. Some, it's just like a weirdly vivid memory. Um, and I was with my uncle um, and we were helping move and my cousins and stuff. And he was blaring Hotel California by the Eagles <laughs> on the on the like cassette. Oh, on the, the cassette car. player. And I was like, this is sick. And it was like the guitar solo at the end of that song. Mm. And I also have good memories of like being away with my, our extended family and my uncles and stuff all like playing vinyl and playing pool. Oh, oh nice. And so they would put on things like Santana's first album and like Live at Woodstock and like Neil Young and um, yeah, all that like 70s rock music that... Yeah. I just remember being like, this is sick. And I don't, I just remember always wanting to be, to learn an instrument, but never like doing it. Like I played in like the school band, I played trombone or something like, but that was just like, you signed up to do it and they just told you what instrument you were playing. And so I remember like just doing that for years, but not really getting into it. And I don't remember why, but in year seven, I just went to my mom and I went, Hey, can I get guitar lessons? And she was like, sure. (laughs) <laughs> I actually, I remember I wanted to learn drums and she was like, ah, oh, your brother's got a guitar. Why don't you just like learn guitar? We're not having drums in the house. And my brother already had a guitar from some time that he had like got a few lessons and not used. And so, yeah, I just picked that up and started getting lessons. But I think, yeah, I just, I'd been obsessed with music for a long time. Me and my brother were obsessed with music. I remember having a Discman. Mm-hmm. back of the car mm-hmm. and like on road trips and stuff. We were just listening to albums over and over and over again. Um, we talked yeah. about having it. You talked about having an iPod. Yeah. At school. I yeah. had a Discman. At yeah. School. So you had to hide that in your backpack. <laughs> and then have the headphones coming out of the backpack, like hiding the zipper. Yeah. And then you'd have to come at, like come out of the back. If you just have to come up the back and go yeah. in your ear. I just can't imagine walking with a Discman. I feel like it would like skip. <laughs> I did. It's like, yeah. not a lot. Yeah. And the newer ones, new, yeah. new Sony Dismans had a bit of anti-skip technology. Oh, in okay, anti-skip technology. Yeah. Yeah. I actually remember listening to, I don't know if you know, you remember Eskimo Joe? Yep. They had a Black song Fingernails, called... Black Fingernails, Red Wine? Yeah, but so before that. Yeah. They did this song called Sweater. Okay. And it was like a joke song. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I have to wear that stupid brown sweater. Like it was yeah. like... Probably with swear words in, involved in it, but it was just like a really funny song, and that is the memory I have of walking around listening to that on a disc. I have a friend's band who was produced by one of the members of Eskimo Joe. Oh, That's right. how I remember them being a thing. Yeah, mm. they were a cool band. Them and like Wolf Mother and stuff. Mm. Jet, that like yep. weird like Aussie rock revival that happened yep. in the, the off, off the back of the rock revival of you know White Stripes. Yeah, White and Stripes the and Black and Keys and Strokes yep. and stuff. Yeah. 
But yeah, I um so yeah, just always had been obsessed with music. Not really know don't really know why. And like, yeah, my brother was the same way. He didn't pick up guitar again until a couple of years ago. So mm. he started playing again now. But like, yeah, we were just always obsessed with music and then that then bled into our friendship group. We all just like kind of found each other. Like I always say, like I made friends with um Brand, one of my friends for a very long time on the first day of kindy and i made friends with aussie who was one of my other good friends on the first day of high school <laughs> i don't know and we've been friends ever since that's pretty cool and yeah keegs as well like i think the cool thing was like my so my parents are a certain age that meant they listened to a lot of 80s music like queen and prince and my dad loved like the 80s um australian oh, rock stuff midnight like oil midnight oil and um angels I, I, well, yeah, I was going to say more the the punkier stuff sometimes, like the Hitman and the Angels and Radio Birdman and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the cool thing was Keegs's, um dad was also obsessed with music and he was a little bit older. So it, it was Beatles and Deep Purple and Led like Led Zeppelin. And so like we would all be like swapping stuff. Wow. And, like, Let's um, look at the old music scene. Like that's what yeah. it used to be like. So Yeah, yeah. And so like Ozzy's dad... Um, who had passed away at that point, but um, he had like shared a whole bunch of, he was really into like the the indie rock stuff that um, had come a bit later. And so he was the one who was like early Black Keys fan because they had five albums before they got famous. They had they, six albums before they, they did got famous. Something like that, yeah. And so like all the early stuff, I remember Brothers coming out and it being like, wow, this is really, really cool. And that was the album that blew them up. But yeah, we just had like a very varied, and Bran was very much into like a whole bunch of, heavier stuff before any of us were who then went mm. there but like um yeah we just had a varied musical taste across the bunch of us and we'd all just swap it um there was the time when you had like a cd and you could give someone else a cd and they could put it on their itunes yeah you remember that yeah, and yeah. then like so then you would have that music you could like import you, it yeah, yeah yeah and so like we'd all just swap cds and you would get a couple of albums for your birthday or for christmas like f- four albums or whatever and you would just listen to them until you got some more. Like you couldn't just move on mm-hmm. constantly, which was always really cool. And so we would just swap music and listen to a lot of things and a bunch of people were into different stuff and that kind of went in waves where it was a lot of like, I think I went back for a long time in early high school where it was like, wow, like Guns N' Roses and like Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin and like there's just so much good old music. And so we were there for a while and then like towards the end of high school it was like the current stuff. Bands I'm still obsessed with, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Tame Impala. Like, I think I talked a bit about that on the Shock Absorber that I was on with Zach and you talking about Tame Impala, kind of the big effect that they had on the Australian music scene and yeah. our age in particular. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I've just always been obsessed with music and, I like, I remember it, yeah, just that first memory is the spark I remember having for it, but... I don't know. Even before I started playing guitar, I was obsessed with it. Just went to mum, said, hey, can I start learning something? She said, your brother's got a guitar. Cool. <laughs> started learning guitar. And I remember just being obsessed with it from the beginning. I don't know why. Like it was. Like, I think it was also something like I could just do by myself in my room. Like, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like practicing to do something, I think I always struggled with like, oh, here's soccer. Like go – if I want to go kick a ball, I have to do it by myself or like I have to find other people. And it's pretty, it's also like public. Like if you're crap at soccer and you're trying to get better, like (laughs) 
I don't know. Like it's it's a weird thing. Like yeah. I didn't have a backyard or whatever that was conducive to that. Whereas like guitar, I was like, I could just sit in my room and play guitar all day. And I think the other thing was the really cool thing about the first guitar teacher who I had, who I don't even remember his name, but he was just like at the local guitar shop. The first thing he did was like, what band do you like? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. You've heard of ACDC? Here's how you play this song. And that was yes. the first. But that, that was like straight away it went from like, oh, like I've been playing in the school band or whatever and it's all like, oh, we're going to play the Star Wars theme or something. You know what? It's something like that. Whereas this was like, here's how you play the song straight away. That's here's it. three that's, chords. That's a, you can play that's this ACDC knows song. what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like straight away you're like, oh, I can, really, I can play a song. Yeah. Like, this is sick. I can put a song on and I can play along to it. Like I remember, I had, so I had some guitar lessons. Yeah. Because I was not into music as much as you, but into music. And I remember the teacher just basically saying, oh, like, learn this and what songs do you like? And I'm like, I like Rage Against Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Drop D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it was like, oh, then you can learn this, but you also have to do these exercises. And then also you, there'll be a recital at the end of the term. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. For that exact reason. Like, I think he sounds like your teacher was like, just practice something you really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, th- I just remember going home broaden. and like practicing, like, yeah. and wanting to yeah. play and stuff like that. And then so. that's the thing that I miss. I didn't want it. I don't think yeah. I wanted to practice that much. Yeah. And then I think the big thing as well was like, um, we all did like music together at school as yeah. well. So like all of us were constantly playing and like say you had say someone did a performance or whatever we would all be playing in each other's mm. bands and things and so yeah mm. we just ended up playing a lot and hanging out at the music near the music rooms at school like that was our spot so yeah it was really cool we just had a cool culture of like trying to find stuff and when new stuff came out everyone would get excited about it let's play it yeah that'd be pretty well, cool just, yeah it was really fun how does it being a christian now like does your view of music change uh i think music in church is a different thing to music outside of church mm. um like music in church is about you're like leading the congregation and singing to god um whereas music outside of church is a form of entertainment yeah it's a like yeah like a movie like a whatever um and which is awesome and i think music can um transcend that in lots of different ways which is why people still love it and mm. it becomes it attaches itself to memories which is kind of what we've been it talking does. about yeah. like a song can take you straight back to a place where you were when you were doing something like sweater by eskimo joe yeah like exactly um or hotel california for me or like hundreds and hundreds of different songs like mm. um but yeah church i think yeah music in church is different um, and again, there's different levels to Christian music. There's Christian music that's um, just Christians playing music and writing cool songs and reflective. But then there's also like music in church is a different thing because you're trying to lead people in singing. And so there's there's things that are helpful to that and not helpful to that. Whereas obviously when you're playing gigs as a band, you're just doing whatever you want and hopefully it's either entertaining or you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that an easy transition to make from uh, mm. being like used to just playing in a band and entertaining until when you started playing? We're jumping ahead here a little yeah. bit, but like playing, um, playing I at think church? N- 
no because it wasn't articulated to me in a particularly clear way at the start the difference but then once you got the difference um yeah it was good i remember dan was really dan gale who we've had on was really really crucial to yeah teaching me how to play church music yeah right. how to play in a way that helps other people um sing and isn't distracting in and is elevating what they're doing instead of yeah distracting them yeah play well but lead the congregation yeah, and play well, like play well, not play fast, not play <laughs> intricate, not play yeah. what's entertaining to you. Play yeah. well in a way that um, glorifies God and helps people connect with that. Mm. Yeah, it's just an interesting delineation between the two. I think you tread that line very, very well, actually. I think it's, it, I, I have moments, I have moments. Um, what of getting it right or getting yeah, it wrong? Yeah, getting it right and getting it wrong. Like <laughs> okay. I think, um, yeah, I still will like. Again, I love music and I um, love getting to play music a lot. But sometimes you just want to put something crazy in there. And it's not exactly <laughs> the most helpful thing, but it's fun to play. Yeah. Um, and I think that happens less and less. I think yeah, you more you start. Yeah, the more I've done it, the more you understand what you're actually trying to do and. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a. I'm very blessed that God has given me musical gifts, and sometimes I feel, um, sometimes I, f- I, feel like I enjoy it too much, for it to be serving. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I feel guilty sometimes. Do you? Yeah, I think because it's like, because yeah. it's not hard. No, it is hard, but I just I get a lot of joy out of it. Oh, I don't think you should feel guilty for that. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's sometimes how I feel about it. Huh. But yeah, it's 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 something I love to do, and I'm very blessed that it's part of the job that I have now. Yeah, um, I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy getting to play with different people. I enjoy getting to, yeah, interact in that way and try and solve that problem. That's like yeah, it's really fun to get to like. Say we're playing on a Saturday night, sit down at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and try and figure out the best way to do something and how do we want to do that? How do you want to do that? Like I really, really enjoy that. It's actually right. one of my favorite things to do. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah. So music, yeah, I was, I just, I was obsessed with it to begin with, but yeah, I think once I could like participate in it in a way that was like very tangible, I think I became pretty obsessed with it pretty quickly and like... I just remember being annoyed that I had to be at school and I couldn't be doing something I actually liked to do. And so I remember I would, there was a stage in like year eight and year nine where I decided, I was like, okay, I have to be at school for six hours. So I'm going to make sure that I play guitar for more than six hours a day. And so I did that for years. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because it was just like, this is what I really like doing. Why am I, why, why do I have to waste time doing stuff I didn't want to do? Well. Yeah, but yeah, and I think it's cool when you find that thing you're like, I'm just blessed that God's given me something that I really love doing and it's something that I can use to glorify him. Like, I don't know, like if you made me really good at fishing, then <laughs> it might have been a little bit harder to serve. <laughs> Guys, we're doing a fishing trip. Yeah, exactly. Fishing for the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Be so. fishers of men. Yes, yes, always. Um. So yeah, uh, I just, I loved it. I uh, still love doing it. Um. And yeah, I grew up, playing in a lot of bands um, with 
friends and playing covers and playing music in a cafe, um, like playing acoustic covers in a cafe, playing loud rock, playing in loud rock bands, playing. I think the first proper gig I ever did was filling in for a friend's metal band playing bass in a post-hardcore band <laughs> at St. Mary's Pub. Somewhere oh, really? in St. Mary's. Yeah. yeah well. It's pretty... <laughs> it was pretty wild. I just remember the 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 lady who was running the gig had a fake leg <laughs> and paid us out of money out of her fake leg. Which is <laughs> like an introduction to playing gigs. I think we were yeah. sixteen. Yeah, totally. So yeah, yeah. Like well. lots of fun memories again with friends, um running around and doing silly things. But yeah, it was really I think that was a big part of my later high school experience was playing music with friends, listening to music with friends, going to gigs, playing gigs. Just like picking up your amp and your guitar and walking it to the friend's house and having a jam and then, yeah, that was a lot of high school. How did, so you like playing those gigs and being part of that scene and like loving music, which is very clear to see, how does that kind of come alongside being a Christian or like kind of jar against being a Christian? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the aspects of the culture of um, of the music culture do jar against um, Christian culture. Uh, and I think it's just the way that like, yeah, like either drug use was glorified mm. or, or alcohol. Alcohol mm. was glorified. Alcohol less. I think like there was just this weird thing in music where it's like, oh, like, Drugs help you be more creative or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, to like, open up your mind. Yeah, yeah to, just yeah. like, or especially when you're listening to a lot of like 60s, 70s music as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, whoa. Or oh, if it's Tame, Tame Impala, Tame Impala, which is based yeah. on so much of that psychedelic music. As yeah, well. yeah, exactly. And like they n- not necessarily glorifying that, but like, yeah, that's kind of the lifestyle that's projected. Or whenever you played a gig, it was like, we're not going to pay you, but you can, here's a bucket full of beers. Like, oh, really? Know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. So it is really like, it's a part of it. And I think as you become older as well, like you hit that year 10, like people start going to parties and stuff. Like it also coincided with that. Um, Yeah, there's just, I think, an undercurrent. But there's also like, I think once you get a bit older, you realise like that's not necessarily the whole picture. It's just the picture that you see maybe when you're younger. But um, yeah, I think it did great against each other. Like I had the weird experience of like going out of year, I think it was, I was in year 11 and all of a sudden not really having a church community anymore. And so like living in that world where we were playing more and more gigs and like doing more stuff on Friday and Saturday and like going to things and not actually having a church community that I could turn to anymore. So, um, or at least one that I felt connected to anymore. So I think that was probably an interesting part of my Christian life because I think God kind of in a way went, cool, if you're tempted by this stuff, see how you go. Like, I think I resonate a lot with um, with uh, Zach's story in that regard in terms of just like, yeah, I had a time where I didn't have soul revival for a little while and it was also the time where you're kind of meant to be making those big decisions in year 11, year 12, whatever. Um when, I don't know, you you go on schoolies and you're trying to figure out where you want to go to uni and stuff. And so, yeah, mm. I think that was when, like, 
year 12, first year uni, second year uni was probably when I was playing the most gigs and playing the most music in terms of outside of church. Um, and yeah, that's just, it's a different kind of lifestyle. But I think there's also like, I always, I never did it like until a bit later. Like I only ever did it with friends and we were doing it as friends, as high school friends and as people who just loved music. So I think it was different to like, a professional setting. Yeah. You were maintaining those relationships as well. Yeah, exactly. And they were the relationships that I had. And I think I remember being pretty upset when things at Gaimer Anglican happened because it was like, hey, you've said we're going to be friends and you're always oh. going to be here for the last four years and now you're not. And so it's like, well, of course I'm going to go hang out with my friends that have been here the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah. And I, like, again, I have a pretty warped um, perspective on what happened at Gomer Anglican because I was younger and we weren't given the whole story and we were given the story through other people and that was a whole other thing. But, yeah, I think... It's probably not warped. It's just that was your experience. Well, yeah. It affects I, your, I, your yeah, feelings I just, well, man, my perspective probably doesn't um, reflect what actually happened, but okay. it doesn't change the way that we felt about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it just wasn't, like... Yeah, we weren't. I didn't find out till years later what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think we just had an interesting experience of it. Like, I remember being quite upset and being like, yeah, just confused and being like, okay, whatever. And then we just did our own thing for a while. And so we, yeah, I think I don't know how I would have processed or described my Christian life at that time in terms of like, I don't know how connected I, like I was pretty, I hadn't been a Christian for very long. I didn't have heaps of Christian role models. And I was pretty disconnected from it. Um, and so, yeah, we just went and did our own thing, which was hang out as friends and play gigs. And um, I think Keegs has always been a really big part of my Christian life and my life in general. And so he was still there and, trying to figure stuff out. And we stayed at Gomer Anglican for a little while, but then obviously things had culturally had changed and it didn't really gel anymore. A whole bunch of my friends left um, because they got upset at some something someone did. And mm. so then all of a sudden it went from like, church is the thing my whole friendship group does every Friday to, well, we're just going and hanging out at Blah's house this week. Like, and I think you have described your experience being pretty similar in terms of having a friendship group that just decided that they weren't going to go anymore and that it wasn't the thing to do. I think yeah. mine, that decision was taken because of different reasons, but it was mm. the same outcome where it was like, oh, that's not what we do anymore. We're now doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And so do you think that if you had the, the Christian community that you were enjoying... Do you think that it would have changed how that kind of period happened for you? Like it was obviously like it was a really important part of your yeah. life. Uh, yeah, I think it would have looked different. I don't know what it would have looked like. No. You um, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would just would have maybe looked different in terms of decisions made or mm. priorities. But I also don't regret anything. I think God kept me safe during that and made sure I didn't make any terrible decisions that mm. had long-lasting impacts or anything. Mm. It was really good. Um, but then I also had like the weird dichotomy of um, meeting Beck during that time. And so <laughs> like we um, were both um, Christians who weren't going to church and I met Beck 
at um so Beck's my wife, by the way. Mm. Um, <laughs> we are trying to get the lovely Beck on the podcast. That's but not going to happen. Stop saying that. <laughs> That's one of the reasons she's not. I had a, <laughs> I had a considering it when we had Macy on the podcast. She nah, was like, she'll play nice, but she's not going to do it. No, I don't, um, I I don't know. Maybe we'll both come on. We might something. have to trap her or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, can you come and meet Brayden? He's had a terrible <laughs> accident. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would go down so, super well. I know, right? She's like, I yeah, I'm definitely doing a podcast. Said is she'll come on when Karen comes on. So. Gosh, another person that's oh that'll never happen. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Uh, but yeah, so we um, we met each other at Gaimi working in Gaimi United Soccer Canteen. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, hello. Hello. But yeah, so I was. Working Did you have there. a hairnet on? Did I have a hairnet? No. <laughs> Did she? No. Oh, okay. Um, but so yeah, I was trying um, to paint the picture. <laughs> and so the. Our brothers had actually grown up playing the same soccer team their whole lives, and so your younger, your younger, yeah, brother? younger brothers, sorry, uh, the same age, um, and they had grown up playing the same soccer team, but we hadn't really ever chatted. She was also in the year below me at youth group, mm. but we also had never. I don't know. I feel like it's a weird thing. You, I f- feel like you talk to the people above you at school, but you don't really remember the people younger than you. <laughs> you feel like that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> I don't know, but like, yeah. So yeah, that we, might be true. We um, met each other through the soccer canteen, and she texted me first, I think, hey. from memory, um, just saying, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> and that was in year 12. Yep. I was in year 12, she was in year 11. Mm. Um, and, yeah, um, we started dating officially when I finished HSE, but we were basically dating before then. Um, so, yeah, I think God blessed me in a time of confusion in terms of my christian walk said like i don't know i feel like lots of people maybe have different parts of their life sorted um at different times and often the relationship is the hardest thing whereas i feel like i had a solid christian relationship and the other stuff was up in the air yeah yeah, so it was it was interesting but yeah so beck and i have been together since we were both since i was 17 and so, yeah, I've been massively blessed by having her in my life and mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do without her, I think. Um, yeah, it's just been really great and it's really fun um, getting to figure out life together at different stages. And mm. Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, yeah, so we were together and I remember, um, I think it would have been Keegs was like, oh, this is the first launch night or whatever. I think I was there on launch night for Solis. At least I was there at the pack for a while. And we would just kind of go intermittently. I think I was still like not super happy with how things had ended at Gaimi. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ready to just like straight up jump back into things. Um, but we would just go every so often. Again, that kind of thing of like, if we don't have anything on, we'll go to church. Um, and I had never really been to church other like because... Been to youth, but not church. I'd been to youth group and I'd been to Sunday church a couple of times and like played guitar with Jimmy or whatever. But um, I had never been to church, church either. Like, so I think that was a pretty foreign new thing for me as well. Um, but yeah, we ended up coming more and more um, as we were at PAC and pretty regular. And then I just remember we got invited to Bible study, which was Jared... It's Bible study, which has now become like five Bible studies. <laughs> so like, yeah, Gray was there and Jared and uh, Greaves and mm. Dan and Renee. 
and yeah, it was really cool. Um, and I remember that being really great um, step in terms of like stepping up and doing things. But I think the big step that like really made us go from like members who were just coming most weeks or whatever to like really jumping up and being all in was going a week away. Um, <laughs> and I just remember like Lindsay was the one who like really G'd up back to go. And I was like, well, I guess we're going to go. Like, I don't know. And so we went to week away um, and just had an awesome time. Like, it was really, really good. It was really good for, like, um, for just getting to know everyone again. Like, again, I had I had lots and lots of previous relationships from Gaimir and stuff, but I think it was just being surrounded by that community and getting to spend um, extended time with everyone. Like, I often say, like, you, nothing replaces time in terms of relationship yeah like nothing can yeah. gets close and so i think that's why week away and things like late night and being breakfast before or dinner after gatherings is so important because nothing really replaces getting to spend time with those people and i think yeah that week away was really really important for like rekindling a few friendships strengthening a few friendships and i remember that was when i started playing music after that week away i started playing music at church again mm. um which was really, really cool. I just remember going up to Dan and being like, what do you need? And him being like, oh, we, we have a lot of guitar players, but we don't have any bass players. And I went and bought a bass. <laughs> and so I had played bass a bit in high school, kind of at the same time I had been playing guitar, but ended up playing bass at church. Yeah, it's really, really fun. So yeah, I just remember like there was a, there was a couple of week away in a row where it was like I had that week away and it was like, cool, like we're, we're in... I'm going to play music. And then after the next week away, I was like, okay, we're doing youth. We're going to go back in youth lead. <laughs> um, so I just, yeah, I remember week away having a massive part in getting back involved in things and hanging out with people. And I think, yeah, I just had a very high, I had loved youth and I always would wanted like when we were going through youth, it was like, oh, cool, we're going to finish youth and we're going to do schoolies and we're going to come back and be youth leaders. And that kind of chain kind of got broken. Yeah. And I just remember having a lot of love and respect and admiration for my youth leaders. And so I necess didn't necessarily want to jump straight back in because I didn't feel like I could live up to that. Because um, hmm. I felt like, yeah, I like people like Greaves and yourself and Jared and um, Haley, Cassie, like they did an amazing job. They were awesome. And I just remember feeling like that was a very high bar that was set for us. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can live up to that. And so I remember being hesitant to jump in, but yeah, eventually getting there. Um, yeah, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, week away played a massive part in that journey. Which is like bring back like that Christian community that you'd yeah, been and I think yeah from Gummy. Yeah, and I think I was just hesitant to jump back in at the start. You didn't probably didn't want it to happen again. Yeah, 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 and it was just like yeah, I think there was things going on there, but yeah, yeah it was it was really cool and jumping back in and old friends and new friends. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. And I think, yeah, that really set a cool direction for Beck and I in our lives. I I remember I finished school. I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Hmm. I, I don't think I've ever known what I wanted to do with my life ever. <laughs> I think it's always just been big and it's like I'll deal with that later. Um, and so... I ended up doing graphic design at Wollongong um, mainly because I got really good marks in arts 
and music, and they were like, you can pick any creative arts subjects you want to do at Wollongong and just do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And I looked at them, and I'm like, that's the one that I might be able to get a job from. Uh, right. <laughs> and so I really enjoyed design, but I think the problem was um, I figured out pretty quickly that it's not what I wanted to do as a job, but I was already like most of the way through it. <laughs> hmm. And so, um, yeah, I ended up doing design at Wollongong. I liked Wollongong as a culture. I would never recommend their graphic design course. Sorry. Ooh. It's terrible. Really? Well, it's not terrible. Sorry. It's run in a way that's not um, very helpful in terms of teaching you um, how to actually use the programs, which is like 80% of a graphic design job. It teaches you a lot about theory and design history and things, which is all good, but that is not what you use in your job. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Like giving you enough like, tools. Well, like a lot of graphic design is tools. knowing how to use the tools, not actually being creative. Yeah. Unless you like run your own brand agency or unless you run your own agency. But then even but like the rest agency. of it is most, I think it's the same with most creative jobs where most of the jobs are executing someone else's vision. You need to know how to execute it yeah. rather than coming up with the vision. A lot of the Wongong graphic design course was how to come up with the vision and not a lot about executing the vision, which mm. is what you get paid to do. For most yeah. of the time. I mean, like if you're an agency as well, you're just you're just doing what the client wants. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I think I figured out that I maybe wasn't going to pursue that. But I think I also then just went back to not having any direction again. Oh. <laughs> so, it's right. just like, uh. But yeah, so I went to Wollongong. Um, Beck also went to Wollongong and did graphic design. She was the year below me, which was cool. We got to do some classes together, which was really fun. Well. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, I think it was an interesting time in my life in terms of getting more involved in church and getting, feeling really um, rewarded and fulfilled out of the stuff I was doing at church, but also like less so out of other parts of my life. And so I think kind of started putting more input in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you were getting a lot of, yeah, like you're saying, you're getting a lot of value out of the, like really investing in what you were doing at church and serving and stuff like that. But then doing a course, you're like, this is, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it, but I think I was just like, I don't see myself working. Well, to the future of that. Yeah. The future of it. It's like, it was a good idea, but the, just the practicalities of working in that seemed like it was going to be interesting. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, I was at Wollongong for a while. It was good. So then if the, coming to the end of uni, yeah. it was really lovely that you got to go to uni with Beck. Yeah. I wish really I got cool. to do that. I got to like, <laughs> I remember carpooling with Beck, carpooling with Ash as well, who's a older, Beck's older sister. Well, she was in the year that I led. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you're coming to the end of uni. Oh, so I was just thinking like, yeah, it's like Karen and I would have to go to different unis on different yeah. days. And anyway, yeah. that's why I was saying that. What's the, what are you, you're saying that you're like, you're a bit unsure about your future in terms of career, but you're really enjoying church. Like what, what do you think the prospects were and what were you yeah. thinking about them? I think I was thinking about, like I did a bit of freelance stuff in graphic design. I think that was maybe where I was heading. I just remember not really being sure about what I wanted to do um, when I finished uni and yeah, just kind of putting feelers out to do stuff and being not very confident. But I think the big turning point in terms of like where god led me in my life 
was starting the Berea internship. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think that had a big impact on where my the direction my life took after that, mm. um, which I hadn't done when, while I was at uni. I actually did it when I finished uni. The Berea? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, well, That's probably a good place to maybe stop. Yeah. Because as we well know, we've been talking about you doing college yeah. now. So why don't this make this a part one? Yeah. And part two, we'll talk about how becoming part of Soul Revival, ministry, and eventually going to college. Yeah. I think we should also talk about Beck a bit more. But we'll, Oh, we'll yeah, I definitely think we will. <laughs> <laughs> She's a big part of the story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but why don't we leave it there? Yeah. And uh, then we'll come back in the next, or next episode or at a re- a very soon, an episode very soon. Sorry, yes. I can't speak properly. That's some to be continued. To be continued. But as always. One way. One way. Thank you.